Disruptive CEO Nation is the place where young entrepreneurs and company founders tell it like it is when it comes to their journey, vision, technology, culture, and whatever they feel like. Your host, Allison K. Summers, believes how you choose to play the world is completely up to you, and her guests prove it. Now let's get disruptive. Hello, everyone. This is Allison K. Summers, and this is Disruptive CEO Nation. I am thrilled today to be speaking with somebody who is a champion for diversity and inclusion. And before she started her own company, actually won a Citizen and Diversity Award from Goldman Sachs. So, Rita, I want to welcome you to the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Allison. Thank you for having me here. So, yeah, my name is Rita Kakati Shah. Um, I am now the founder and CEO of a company called UMA, um, which is really dedicated to empowering individuals um, who are thinking about re-entering the workforce, whether it's after a career break, relocation, or transition. So, Well, fantastic. So give us a little backstory before we talk about where, what inspired you to start UMA. Right. So, I mean, I guess yeah, my backstory is um, I'm a born and bred Londoner. Um, started my career in the city of London at, at um, Goldman Sachs, where I spent a decade. Um, I was always very, very involved um, in the firm's diversity and inclusion um, initiatives. Um, uh, and as you mentioned, I did actually win that Excellence um, in Citizenship and Diversity Award during my time there. But I think that's actually what laid the foundation um, for my future endeav endeavors in the sort of diversity and inclusion space. Um, Following then a transition into the pharmaceutical industry, um, I then relocated to New York City um, after I got married. Um, and then I took a career break of close to four years after I had my two children, um, who are now three and five. It's amazing how time flies. <laughs> and I then couldn't believe how hard it was to get back into the workforce because I had a break, career gap on my resume. Um, Nobody once asked me about my past experience. There was a fixation on that gap. Um, and it's amazing because you pick up, pick up so many skills um, as the CEO of the household motherhood. And they seem to just be forgotten and sort of looked over. Um, there was an obvious gap in the market. And I really wanted to do something to fill it. Um, hence the birth of Uma, um, I guess. So when you had this concept and this, this idea, did you um, bootstrap the idea yourself? How did you go about actually getting it underway? Yeah, I mean, I, so my, my whole thing is I wanna, I've always wanted to change perceptions and actually make a difference in society, in the way people think, the way companies are doing things. Um, it's been completely bootstrapped. Um, so that was, um, it's, it's been a passion my entire life to do something like this. I think it's my personal journey and the passion and I guess the frustration I felt <laughs> that helped me really want to do something about this because it's often something that you ignore that even exists. Um, people talk about things like the motherhood penalty and is it real, is it not real? And companies, do they even sort of discriminate against a certain talent pool? Um, and I would say they absolutely do, whether they realize it or not. So what drives me to do this is really um, that passion and that determination to make that difference. Um, and like I said, being an advocate of diversity made therefore setting up UMA almost like a serendipitous sort of uh, reaction. And, and I guess the company's mission is really twofold. The first is really to empower individuals 
looking to return to work after a career break. Um, and the second is really to increase the company's bottom lines through retention strategies. So um, in terms of where we're going with that, I mean, our, com- our results really speak for themselves. Um, a few years in now, we know we've hit a nerve in the market because we're seeing firsthand the difference and the stark improvement of these women as they come back to the workforce, mm-hmm. as they've been through our UMA Academy sessions and the difference in their confidence levels and how they portray themselves. And we're also, from a company perspective, starting to see data coming forth now from some of the corporate training that we're doing and seeing the impact on the retention strategies. So that in itself is sort of showing that what we're doing is, is worth it and, and absolutely making a difference. So let's let's talk about the your your website portion of what you do because there's a lot of things there. So so tell our listeners what your website address is and a little bit about what they're going to find there. So our website is um, bboldbeuma.com. So that's b e b o l d b e u m a dot com. Um, and really that, sh- that gives you f- some of our offerings. And one of the things that we do is we have these networking events um, across different cities now. Um, and that is really to build confidence, give you a place to go, build that community and that support network, if you like, a place to connect with like-minded individuals and, and have fun at the end of the day. Um, the second portion um, of our offering is Uma Academy workshops. And these are skill-building workshops, confidence building. It goes to an emotional journey. We look at career counseling, um, fill that gap on that resume and look at sort of sharpening up those interview skills. And then the final portion is the Umaship job experiences. And that is really curated experiences that we build with partner companies that really understand diversity, inclusion, and what it means to bring somebody back to the company after a break. Um, so that's what our, uh, our, our viewers, our listeners will find uh, when they go to the website. So how do, let's talk about like kind of the, a little bit more of the insides of the business. How do you drive people to find UMA, to, to be aware of this? Because it is a, a really important issue, and I, I think you have struck a nerve and, and can do quite successful with, with all of this. So how do you, are you using Instagram, Facebook, word of mouth? What, what is your drivers to get people to find you? So it, it's a mixture, really, and you've literally uh, hit the nail on the head there. So Instagram um, is a great driver, but, you know, Facebook we are very connected with a lot of networks as well, um, be it mums groups, but be it groups of um, career breakers that have taken time off for various reasons and alumni networks of different companies. Um, and they're very, very helpful in terms of helping us spread the word and really understand what it is that some of our talent pool are looking for um, to be able to attract them. So really, it's a lot of it is technology driven. Um, LinkedIn is a great source as well. Um, but yeah, word of mouth, um, technology, uh, the social media, and also just sort of publicity as well. Some people have been covering us like, like yourselves. So, uh, people just sort of contact us afterwards. So I have, I have to ask, particularly organizations that start, that are very, very, very mission-based and mission-driven, because at the end of the day, it's still a business and you've got to make a profit and have something sustainable. So where are you at in, in the evolution of the organization and, and able to, um, make a profit and then reinvest it. Are you still at the early stages of the organization or you tell us more about that? So, um, we are now, um, so we have established offices, um, in New York, that's our headquarters. Um, but we've also expanded into San Francisco and London as well. 
And we have uh, a combination of volunteers, interns, employees in all of our locations, plus some. Um, so we have, I think, a couple in LA right now, Mexico, Moscow, um, and different cities across the US as well, um, of just um, volunteers and helpers that are helping us really spread the word and connecting with individuals. So where we are right now is really spreading the word in terms of uh, bringing people to our different networking events, um, mm -hmm. building up the talent pool that we can um, bring onto UMA Academy, because ultimately what's going to help them succeed in the workforce is getting that confidence. That's the number one barrier that we have found that is sort of hindering people from going forward and going into these sort of different um, um, engagements with companies. So that's something, a big focus of what we do now, then ultimately connecting them with companies. Um, and then the, on the flip side of that, the, the other portion is uh, the, the company interactions. So where we are there is we're doing a lot of um, internal UMO Academy sessions, if you like, with, with companies. Um, and those are everywhere. Um, I can't even tell you there's a city we haven't covered yet. Those are <laughs> going global. So this is something that we could not imagine would grow so quickly. And I think most of that is because of technology and what it's enabled us to do. Um, and just being so scalable so quickly, really. So the scalability, it, was it, did you feel like it was a big risk when you started, when you said, okay, it's time to open that office in um, London, or it's time to open that office in the, U in the other location in the U.S.? Um, a big risk in the sense that um, I think anything is a risk, um, especially when you are an entrepreneur. But if you know that there is a need in the marketplace, if you know that you are being almost summoned to these stitches and you are listening to what is actually out there, then in a way there isn't a risk. You have to be patient though, because sometimes you do have to wait it out because you don't see mm -hmm. results often straight away. I mean, San Francisco almost happened by accident. Uh, if I were to be honest, we knew at some point we were going to go out there, but we didn't know it happened this quickly. And the reason is because one of our um, clients, actually one of the companies that we are working with now, um, said, look, we really want to do a training program in San Francisco. And we went over there because of that reason. And then we just did a networking event um, with just sort of some local, we just put some local ads out and, you know, the room was packed, it was filled. And it was amazing how much there is a need over there. So we thought, why can we not set up an office over there? We need, this is, this is the need that we are serving. And now that we have a client over here, we have an obvious go-to point for them. Um, and it's been like that in the other cities too. We haven't just sort of randomly sort of said, hey, let's just set up an office in, in London because we want to. Although my family is from there, so that is an excuse <laughs> to go back and visit. It's more because there's been a need and we want to fulfill that. So I think the risk has been far outweighed by hitting the nerve in the market and the reward that comes after that. So I'm going to ask you, how do you, um, where do you get your personal mentoring and energy from? Because you know, one of the things is would particularly the type of entrepreneur you are and what you do, you're giving back to other people all the time. So how are you getting um, your refill of that energy so that you can keep going? Because there is a lot of risk and pressure with that kind of growth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I've got to say, being an entrepreneur, um, you have to be always driven. But there are lots of days when in the middle of the night, you wake up and you're like, oh gosh, what am I even doing? Because you are up you know, in the middle of the night, having these different thoughts and sparks of genius and all sorts of ideas. Um, so it's 
it's important, like you said, to have that mentor, no matter what level you're at. And, you know, I have, well, we have people on our board um, who are former colleagues of mine um, uh, when I was uh, in my banking days. Um, so they're very, very close mentors and friends, I would say. And they helped me with my idea generation, almost keeping me real in terms of, yes, there is a need for this. Or, you know what, maybe it's a little too advanced right now. Maybe wait a few months. And also, I would say my family. Um, have been a great support. Um, my husband's been incredible as well and actually very critical, which I think is very, very, very important actually. And sometimes you're like, oh my goodness, like, do you even understand what I'm doing? But other times it's like- Is he a co-founder you know, that's not a co-founder on paper or that- It's one of, kind of, yeah, I think that, that's more like it, one of those. But, you know, he comes from a finance background and his job is to um, find out and risk analyze companies in the market uh. every day. So he does this for a living. But I think part of my success has been because of that in a way, because, you know, sometimes you would just come up and just say these things and almost like slam an idea in two seconds that I've had. But that's, you know, because I've maybe thought about it a little bit kind of early and prematurely. But I would say on the flip side of that, one of the advices that I would give people is that to almost ignore some of the well wishes out there, because if you are an entrepreneur, you will get people that say no to you almost every day. But if you know that what you're doing, you have a passion for it, if you know there is a need for it, then just almost don't even listen to what people say. You have to go out there on your gut instinct and you are, you are on your own a lot. Um, so I think it's uh, just important to think that, yes, have mentors out there, but you have to use your own gut instinct a lot and your strength and what is building you in the first place. I, I, I really appreciate that because I do think a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, some of the best are the ones who go out there and, and fail in that first year because you are like, okay, I got it. I know, I know how to do it wrong. So let's, you know, change it up. So I think that's, that's really great advice. Um, there's a lot of people who will give you advice. Um, <laughs> I am not one of them. I am happy to listen to all of your journeys. And speaking of your journey, um, I know you have a vision and, and for where you want to go next. And it's a, you know, you go to the website and it's big and bold, but as you scale up, what can we expect from you in the next couple of years? What would make you be like, oh, this is, this is what I dreamed. This is where I want to be. Right. Well, that's a great question. Um, so, I mean, I guess we are, we're in a world of globalization right now. Um, companies are, actively looking to kind of engage and integrate different cultures and communities. So where we have now three offices, we're just merely tapping into that surface, into the global markets. In two years, if we were to have this conversation again, I hope to say, hey, Alison, you know, we have established presence in multiple locations around the world. And by an established presence, I don't mean just having offices or sort of um, employees around the world, but actually having UMA fellows or sort of members of our network around the world that are actual change agents of our philosophy and what we believe in, because that is ultimately what is going to help shift the needle in the way companies think and the way that society thinks in this amazing talent pool out there. That is absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm so grateful that we had this chance to have a conversation. So remind people again, how they can reach out to you or find your organization. So we, uh, our website is bboldbeuma.com. Um, you could send us an email anytime you like um, at 
um, info at beboldbeuma.com. Uh, we're also on social media. Our handle is beboldbeuma. So quite easy and simple to remember. Um, and we're all available 24-7. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And, and that concludes this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. If you enjoyed the conversation, like it, share it, post it, comment. Um, until we speak again, thank you so much, Rita. Um, everybody, go out and be bold. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>